I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. So this podcast episode is coming out a little bit later in the day than I usually release my episodes. So usually every Wednesday you get a brand new episode and it is Wednesday and you're still getting an episode, but instead of having it right when you wake up Wednesday morning, it's just coming out a little bit later because I have had a lot happening in my world over the past almost week. So on Thursday of last week, Scott proposed and so I am engaged and it's so exciting and since I wanted to get married next summer, I knew I needed to act fast and start looking at venues and get a date set and things like that. So just last night, we went to go see the very first venue and it was perfect. It was exactly what we wanted. It allowed us to get married outside and have a tent wedding. So I'm really pumped for that. So we have a date set and everything for next summer. And I feel like I've just had wedding brain for the past week and I'm just kind of like enjoying it. Everyone's telling me to just really enjoy this time and so that's why this podcast episode is getting out a little bit later than usual but I did receive a listener topic request and I really wanted to record an episode for them today because I know not only they will benefit from this episode as they requested this topic, but it is a topic I love talking about and I know a lot of you will benefit from hearing this information as well. I talk about this a lot and that is how to eat enough when you're not actually hungry for all the food that you need. So I'm just going to dive into what she wrote me on Instagram. So her question specifically said, how do I eat enough when I'm detached from my hunger cues? So just let that sink in for a second. How do we eat enough when we feel like we are out of touch or completely detached from our hunger cues? I know she's not the only person who feels this way. I also felt this way in the past, especially when I was starting my hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery journey. So for those of you who aren't familiar, I'm assuming most of you are, but hypothalamic Hypothalamic amenorrhea, but we also call that HA, that means we don't have a period. And when I didn't have a period and knew that I needed to change some things in my life in order to get it back, I was very, very, very out of touch with my hunger cues. And I want to talk a little bit more about that 
in this episode as well. But going back to her topic request and just the message that she sent me. So she wants me to talk about how to eat enough when we aren't actually feeling hungry or we're out of touch with the hunger cues. But she said she also learned to only eat when she was hungry. So this is why she feels like it's especially difficult for her to eat enough food because even from like a younger age or just like in her past, she was taught to only eat when she's hungry. So it's just been really difficult for her to nourish her body with more food when she's not hungry for it because of this belief. And I also had like a similar belief or just like the same understanding. I think a lot of us are in that boat thinking that, you know, when we're hungry, we need to eat. And when we're not hungry, like why would we eat? I've definitely been there. So why don't we take a little trip down memory lane and I want to share a little bit with you about where I was back in like summer of 2018. That is when I started my hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery journey and started to work towards getting my period back. So it's almost, well, it was in August of 2018. So the anniversary of starting my HA recovery is coming up about a month from now. But back then, so back in during like this time of year in 2018, I was eating pretty well. Like I was not actively restricting at all. However, because I was so um, out of touch with my hunger cues, but I wouldn't even say that, I would just say more so my hunger cues were basically non-existent. I never did this, but I'm not sure if you've ever thought this way before, but sometimes like when my hunger cues are just so low... I think like how long would have I gone without food if I just followed my hunger cues, you know, and back during this time in my life in 2018, like that's kind of what I was doing. I was eating when I was hungry and I was just letting my hunger cues really guide me. And the reason I was doing that was because I had grown up with eating disorders I had an eating disorder when I was 10 and then I relapsed again when I was 15 and that eating disorder morphed from anorexia into orthorexia and continued into my early 20s. And so I spent a lot of my life experiencing eating disorders and battling eating disorders and trying to recover from eating disorders and I kind of got to this point in my life where I just felt really really exhausted of like thinking about food and trying to like focus on recovery I got really really exhausted and my kind of like approach to helping myself through that was well I'm just gonna not think about food and That's 
what I did back then, do I recommend that? No, but that's what I felt as though I needed to do back then. I was like, well, I'm just not going to think about food. I'm not going to be like intentional about anything. I'm not going to be really mindful about anything. You know, I'm just going to a hundred percent listen to my hunger cues. And doing this, I actually was intentional, unintentionally under eating. So I wasn't intentionally doing this. I was not knowing I was doing this. So by following my hunger cues only, I was not eating enough for my body. And therefore I wasn't able to get a period just by simply following my hunger cues, right? So I would wake up in the morning. I wasn't hungry. I remember going for a walk. So I'd like wake up. I wasn't hungry. So I wouldn't have breakfast. I have a dog. So I took Penny for a walk. And usually by that time it was like 1030. And then I would feel hungry and I would have like breakfast at 1030 and then lunch later on in the day when I was hungry for it. And then dinner later on in the evening when I was hungry for it, leaving me at pretty much three meals a day, every single day. And it's really hard to eat enough food in just three meals a day. Now in present day, I'm eating the most I have in my entire life and consistently on a daily basis I'm eating three meals and three snacks every single day and those snacks look very much like meals as well so that just like goes to show you how easy it is to under eat when we are just simply following our hunger cues and I think that's also you know where it can get confusing too because we think that well, my body should know what it needs, right? Like my body should know when it needs to be hungry. So it's going to tell me when I'm hungry, right? And that's actually why I wanted to create the podcast episode series that I released for the past couple of podcast episodes before recording this one. So I had received this podcast topic request about talking about how to eat enough when you're feeling out of touch with your hunger cues. But I thought it was really important to have a conversation about signs you're not eating enough because our hunger can show up in different ways. It isn't just showing up for us in the fact that like we get that sensation in our stomach that we feel hungry, right? A sign that we are not eating enough is actually lack of hunger. So going back to my example of when I was like the year of 2018, the summer of 2018, when I would wake up, not be hungry and go take my dog for a walk, still not be hungry sometimes and just go hours and hours and hours without food. And in my head, I thought this was, you know, totally fine because I'm listening to my hunger cues. But as I shared with you in the podcast episode series about signs you're not eating enough, how... Lack of hunger is truly such 
a key sign that you're not eating enough. And so I started to put these pieces together during that time in my life. So around this time in 2018, and I realized that, wow, yeah, okay, I'm never hungry, like ever. And this is not normal. And also not having a period is not normal as well. And those are both signs that my body could benefit from more food. So now kind of going into, okay, so we understand that a lack of hunger or feeling out of touch with our hunger cues can be a sign that we're not eating enough and that we do need to start eating more food, right? And how do we actually go about that? So when I was going through hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery, I came up with this thing and now you may have heard it a lot on social media and stuff because and I'm not being like that person like oh I came up with this (laughs) but truly back in 2018 I had never heard anyone use this phrase before and it was a phrase that really helped me it's called intentional eating so intuitive eating I think is typically put up on this pedestal and we think like intuitive eating is the goal it's like this you know like the gold standard the be all end all like all of us at some point may have been trying to achieve that goal of intuitive eating right but for me like in my head, my understanding and how it felt for me in my body whenever I tried to get to intuitive eating or like embody intuitive eating, that was really when I was really just like trying to follow just my hunger cues. And that was not working for me. So I was like, okay, I know I need to eat more, right? And how can I do that in a way that feels good for me, right? Without being really strict and rigid about it. And that's when I came up with intentional eating. And intentional eating just comes from this place of knowing that, okay, my body does need to have more food, right? Like my goal is to increase my calories. I want my hunger cues back because it actually is healthy to have consistent hunger cues throughout the day. It's healthy to experience hunger when you wake up in the morning. That's a really great sign of health to wake up and experience a hunger cue in the morning. Like we want to have an appetite when we wake up in the morning. We don't want to be ravenous and be waking up throughout the night or going to bed hungry. Like that's not what we want, but a really great sign of health is waking up in the morning and feeling like, oh yeah, I'm ready to eat breakfast. So I wanted to work towards getting my hunger cues back, but also my biggest goal when I started to intentionally eat and when I came up with intentional eating, my biggest goal was to get my period back. And I knew that had to include increasing my calories. So what intentional eating looked like for me was getting clear on 
how many calories I actually needed to eat in a day and just having like a very gentle loving compassionate set of guidelines for myself so it wasn't strict it wasn't rigid it wasn't like this hard fast like meal plan thing but it is a set of guidelines that was coming from a place of love and with my health in the forefront like with my health as the goal and so what intentional eating looks like and this is what I help my clients with as well so I do have a program like I have an online course for women who are working towards getting their periods back it's called flowing and free and I offer it as like a do-it-yourself program but I also typically work with women one-on-one and then we work through the program together but we talk all about intentional eating in this program and I'll give you some examples of what intentional eating looks like and this also helps and addresses like the question that my listener sent in how do I eat enough when I'm detached from my hunger so how do we do that is by intentionally eating and setting up just these really gentle loving guidelines that support our health and allow us to eat enough at the end of the day so this can look like eating within the first 30 minutes of waking up so instead of waking up and waiting and waiting and waiting until you feel hungry we wake up and we eat breakfast within the first 30 minutes of waking up and not only is this going to support you in achieving enough calories and like eating enough calories by the end of the day but our bodies especially as women our bodies do not enjoy fasting we are not supposed to go long periods of time hours and hours between meals so think about it I think most of us or I can just speak for myself here I go to bed at 10 o'clock at night and I typically wake up at 6 a.m in the morning I just wake up naturally so that's like eight hours of sleep Eight hours is a long time with going without food. And so pushing ourselves to go even longer without food actually increases our stress hormones. And we do not want to be living in a stressed state. Our bodies do not feel safe when they perceive stress. And when we force ourselves into fasting for long periods of time or longer than what's natural, right? So fasting while we sleep is a very natural type of fast, right? Like there's no way that you can eat while you're sleeping (laughs) like you wouldn't be sleeping right and so sleeping and going through this natural fast is a very natural process for our bodies but once we wake up and start pushing that fast that's when our stress hormones are going to increase so we want to prevent that from happening and so a really great guideline to follow and a way that you can start to intentionally eat is 
eating within those first 30 minutes of waking up. And not a lot of people see food this way, but food and calories are actually like anti-stress, right? And so like just what I'm explaining here, like when we fast and go long periods of time without eating, that increases our stress hormones. And so what's the opposite of that? Fueling our bodies and nourishing our bodies. And when we nourish our bodies and eat calories, right, that decreases our stress hormones. So that is why eating within the first 30 minutes when you wake up is so important. So that is like step number one with intentional eating. And then step number two is eating every two to four hours after that. So this just continues the conversation of not going long periods of time without food. So it's not like we're waking up at six, having breakfast at 6.30, and then not eating again until like 12.30, right? And so we want to kind of create this eating schedule for ourselves and it can be flexible, right? I'm not saying you have to eat at exactly this time and exactly this time every single day, but that's why I'm giving you a range. So whenever you wake up, eat within like that first 30 minutes of waking up. And then after that, as you continue your day, eat every two to four hours after that consistently. So I'll give you an example of what that looks like in my life. Like I said, I typically sleep from 10 till 6. I wake up and I'm definitely having breakfast by 6.30. It is summertime now, so it's quite warm and I don't really like having hot breakfast in the summer. I always gravitate to yogurt bowls in the summertime. So I just like put yogurt in a bowl, a bunch of honey, some crunchy like cereal and fruit. So that's what my breakfasts have been looking like lately. And I'll be eating that by like 6.30, like I said. And then my snack usually comes at around 9.30, 10 is when I'm usually snacking. And sometimes I'm hungry for this snack and sometimes I'm not, but we can get into that in a little bit. But my snack usually comes at 9.30-10 whenever I'm kind of feeling like it, but also I eat according to my schedule too. So I typically don't see a lot of clients in the mornings. I tend to schedule my clients more so for the afternoons and the evenings, but sometimes I do have clients or podcasts to record at like 10 a.m. So if I have a call or a client at 10 a.m. in the morning, I'm going to make sure that I'm having my snack at like 9 30 or as close as I can to the call if I'm not that hungry but I will always still have my snack before a client or before a call even if I'm not hungry for it because I know my body needs it then I typically eat lunch between 
12 and 1 because I pretty much always have a client right at 1 o'clock. So I have my lunch within that noon hour. And then my afternoon snack is pretty flexible. Again, it's really based off of when I'm hungry, but also when my clients are. And I also don't schedule my clients like back to back to back to back because I do prioritize like my mental health and also eating too. Like I know I need to eat throughout the day as well. So my afternoon snack, I would say I usually am ready to have my afternoon snack around like 2.33. And some days I have it earlier, some days I have it a little later, but I'm always having that afternoon snack. And then I usually eat dinner between 5 and 6.30. So again, that's like a pretty big range, like an hour and a half, but that's when I usually have my dinner. And then I always have a bedtime snack as well, usually between like 8.30, If I'm like not really hungry, I just have it closer to bed, but it doesn't really matter. Like I just listen to my body throughout the day, but honestly, that is how my day looks every single day. Three meals, three snacks. It allows me to eat enough food by the end of the day, but also have like regular blood sugar levels, just like consistent blood sugar, no drops in my blood blood sugar because our bodies do want to be fed consistently. So that is guideline number two is eating every two to four hours once you have breakfast. And then another guideline for intentional eating is actually how we structure our plates. So this also feeds into my answer of like how to eat enough if we are not in touch with our hunger cues. So let's go back to 2018, Meg, for an example, when I was unintentionally eating not enough food and I would often just have eggs and maybe some avocado for breakfast, okay? So this is very much like just a protein and fat type of meal. There's really no carbs in a meal, like three eggs. I would have like three to four eggs and then an avocado. So that's a lot of fat, some protein, and really nothing else. So that's where this guideline of having a combination or like a balance of protein, carbohydrates, and fat at every single meal and snack. And so I gave you an example of my breakfast now. I have a Greek yogurt bowl, so a bowl of Greek yogurt, that's the protein, and there's fat in the Greek yogurt as well. And then I pour so much honey on top of the yogurt and berries are in season right now it's summer and so I really love raspberries they're like my favorite berries so I pour some raspberries on top and then a bunch of cereal so as you can see that is a much better balanced meal than I was having several years ago back in 2018 and so that's the other guideline that I set out for my clients or that I would suggest for you if you're trying to eat more or just like eat enough when you're feeling like you're not hungry or you're out of 
touch with your hunger cues is making sure that you have protein, carbs, and fat at every meal because you might wake up, you might not be hungry. So then you just kind of, again, listen to whatever your body wants and I'm all for listening to what your body wants, but I do think that at the end of the day, our goal is to still eat enough, right? Like we want to be eating enough calories by the end of the day. So if you're skimping out on protein or if you're skimping out on carbs, at your very first meal of the day, that's already setting you behind, right? And if you're not like playing catch up, like, so if you're already behind after your very first meal of the day, you're playing catch up. But if you're not like intentionally adding more to the following meals, it's going to be really hard for you to eat enough by the end of the day. And so let's just recap because those are my three main suggestions for anyone who is wanting to eat enough while feeling out of touch with their hunger cues. So number one is eating within the first 30 minutes of waking up, eating every two to four hours after that, and then at every single meal and snack, having protein, carbs, and fat. And if you follow this flow, it is very likely you are going to get somewhat to where you need to be by the end of the day. However, I do want to talk about one more thing, and that is portion sizes. And this is really where I can come in and really help you if you're feeling like you need more one-on-one support. If you feel like I have been trying this, like I have been trying to eat more for such a long time and I just feel like I'm not making any progress, I can honestly really help you with this. This is what I help my clients with a lot. So I'd be so grateful to be part of your journey if that's what you need me for. I will leave my contact information in the show notes and you can just email me and reach out and we can set up a call so I can help you. But portion sizes. So if you have come from a restrictive background, if you've ever experienced a restrictive eating disorder before or disordered eating, or if you feel like you're quite caught up in diet culture rules and you're really confused about how to fuel your body, it's likely that you are also very confused about portion sizes as well. And I'm super excited to be talking about this too because I feel like I've had this conversation several times with my clients over the past couple of weeks about portion sizes. So I was chatting with one of my clients and I shared with her how I like sit down and eat a whole mango and she was like, wait, a whole mango? And it's funny because so many people add like half a banana to their smoothies where I add two bananas to my smoothies. I will eat a whole mango plus more fruit for a snack. And, you know, there was a time in my life where I really thought, 
that was so much and that I didn't need that many carbs. I absolutely experienced a time in my life like that, but that was the time in my life where I was so very confused about portion sizes as well, right? I just wasn't, I didn't know what that was. Like I, like, first of all, it's really beneficial and helpful to have an idea of where we want to end up by the end of the day. Okay. Like calorie wise, and also having an idea of, okay, I'm an active individual. Maybe you're not, but you still need carbohydrates. You really, really do. If you are active or if you are trying to restore your hormone health and maybe you're not so active but you do need to work on your hormone health, carbohydrates are your friend. They're your friend in every situation because carbohydrates are our body's preferred energy source. So we want to make sure we're not only eating enough calories by the end of the day but that we're getting enough carbohydrates at the end of the day as well as proteins and fats too okay and so what really helped me was getting an idea of how many of each and how many calories I need at the end of the day so for an example I eat over 300 grams of carbohydrates every single day okay and that might be way more than what you're eating And I know it was way, way more than what I ate back in 2018. So I eat over 300 grams of carbohydrates every single day. And if I did not know what that looked like, how would I ever get there, right? Like how would I know what to eat in order to eat that much? So this is where tracking has actually been really, really helpful for me. It's allowed me to see that, oh, wow, this serving of rice isn't actually enough for me. So I actually need more rice, right? So tracking can actually really help understand portion sizes because like I said if you've ever had a restrictive eating disorder in the past disordered eating or you feel caught up in diet culture it's likely that you're really confused about portion sizes I mean how often do we see plates that are just filled with green vegetables with which have like virtually no carbohydrates in them right they are not considered to be a carbohydrate source and then like a very small like sweet potato or something like that and a very small portion of protein for an example right so if you were to just track for a day to get an idea of okay this is where I end up at the day at the end of the day it can be really eye-opening to see that oh wow I'm so far off from where I need to be and I actually need to be eating like four times the amount of rice for an example right or instead of doing like an itty bitty sprinkle of cereal on my yogurt bowl I actually need like double the amount of cereal on my yogurt bowl for an example you see what I'm saying so I'm not saying you need to track your food that's not what I'm suggesting at all but I am sharing from personal experience that it has been extremely helpful for me 
to relearn what a proper portion size for me looks like. Like I said, there was a time in my life where I really did not know what like 300 grams of carbs looks like. So how would I ever get there if I didn't know what that looked like? So tracking has really allowed me to relearn what portion size looks like. And it's a lot more than I used to believe it was. And tracking isn't something that you have to do forever. And I do also believe that some people are able to do it and some people, depending on where they are in their journey, struggle with it a little bit more. Fortunately, I'm at this place where I'm very much not disordered with tracking. I used it as a tool to, like I said, relearn portion sizes and make sure I'm eating enough and I just have a really healthy relationship with it. However, I have clients that I would never recommend tracking to. And so I actually can help them like on my end. So they can let me know what they're eating and I can do the tracking for them just to make sure that we are eating enough by the end of the day. And I'm able to make suggestions for them where they need to start eating more and that sort of thing. So to get back to today's topic, let's recap what I went over today. So how to eat enough when you're detached from your hunger cues. Number one, eat within 30 minutes of waking up. Number two, eat every two to four hours after that and just consistently throughout the day. Number three, Make sure you are eating carbohydrates, protein, and fat at every single meal. And like I said, if you start with those three things, I can guarantee you that you will experience positive changes. And then my kind of like bonus fourth tip would be relearning portion sizes. So this one does come with a little caveat. So if you do feel like you are in a place to do a little bit of a self check-in, I do recommend downloading the Chronometer app. I do not like MyFitnessPal. There's like way too many diet culture ads and weird suggestions on my fitness pal. I do not like it. I really like chronometer. You can get it for free. It's super helpful. Download chronometer and do one day of a self check-in. Maybe you eat like really like average, you know, like um, a typical day and track that on chronometer, see where you end up. And maybe you are under eating and that alone can just bring awareness and you can just realize that, oh, wow, okay, I thought I was eating enough, but clearly this is not enough. And so now you have that awareness to add in some more food at every single meal and snack, for an example. Maybe you feel like you are not in the place to do a little self check-in. And like I said, 
that is where I can come in and support you. Even if you are at the place of doing a self check-in, I can absolutely still come in and support you here because I know this stuff can be really confusing and I've been doing this for so many years now and I feel really confident in this stuff and honestly one of my biggest missions in life is to help women feel as though they can nourish their bodies with abundance. I am so team eat more food. I really need some t-shirts made. Scott owns an apparel company, so I need him to make me some t-shirts that say team eat more food. And I will sell them to all of you and we can just join this big team and just like rally for all the women to eat more food. But anyways, I'm going off on a tangent now and I will get off of my soapbox soon, but I just want you to know that if you are receiving like a inner nudge or like an inner whisper or you just like have this intuitive feeling that you do need to eat more food, I am 1000% here for you. I have been there myself. I have been through this exact journey. Like I said, I am nourishing my body with the most food I have ever ate in my entire life and I absolutely am the healthiest I have ever been in my entire life. I'm actually day one of my period right now and she came right on time. I tracked my period in an app and it said it was coming today and she came today and it's just such a great feeling and I know she's here because I show up for my body every single day. I take care of her with love and I nourish her in the best way I know how and that includes nourishing her with abundance. I do not hold back. And if this is something you want for yourself, like I said, I would love to help you. I am accepting clients right now. So let me know if I can support you on your journey. You do not have to be experiencing experiencing an eating disorder. You do not have to have disordered eating, any of those things. If anything of what I talk about at all resonates with you, feel free to schedule a discovery call with me and we can chat and get to know each other better and talk about ways that I can support you with your health. So thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back next week and we're going to break the streak of all of these solo episodes and I have some amazing guests lined up for you these next few weeks. Thank you.